a couple went to their pastor for counseling. And the priest said, uh, is there something you'd like to say to your wife? And the man turned to his wife and he said, honey, I'm just I'm so sorry that I take my anger out on you. I apologize. But I don't understand. How is it you always stay so calm when I get so mad? And his wife said, well, whenever you get like that, I go clean the toilet. And the husband's like, you clean the toilet? And that helps? And she says, yes, cleaning the toilet helps. I use your toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) That, my friends, is what we call a dirty joke. (laughs) Now, of course, anger and resentment are often anything but laughing matters. Today we begin our series, Dealing with Difficulty, Responding to Life's Everyday Problems. And this morning we're looking at dealing with anger and resentment. The Bible has a lot to say about anger and resentment, as the lessons we just heard from Holy Scripture attest. But Jesus' words alone are soul-slapping. Did you hear them? Verse 21, Jesus says of Matthew 5, You have heard it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder. And whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. Okay, that sounds reasonable. But then Jesus goes on to say, But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, You fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. I don't know about you, but starting to feel the burn. And not the kind from Vermont. (laughs) Jesus is telling you and me that anger is serious. And its consequences can be so serious that they will have impact not just for this life, but the life to come. Now thankfully, you can dial down your propensity to rage and resent. You can diminish the damage done by angry words and actions, and all without having to clean the toilet with somebody else's toothbrush. So let's look at two major points for starting, underline the word starting, to deal with anger and resentment. The first point is deny permission to deal. Deny permission to deal. Let's say that together. Deny permission to deal. You make me so mad. If you've ever ever heard those words before, say amen. Amen. If you've ever said those words, say amen. 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 Question. Question. Do you tend to say those words to a complete stranger or to somebody you know? As somebody you know, uh, relative, child, significant other, right? Okay, here is the moment of tough truth. Drum roll, please. Nobody actually makes you mad. What happens is, is they throw some stimuli your way, some words and actions... And you choose, you choose or allow yourself to be angry. 
You choose. Now, to be fair, at this point, after all these years, or maybe at a very young age, you were trained, or you've trained yourself at this point, to simply react to certain stimuli with anger. And so at this point, it feels totally automatic. It just happens. Just seems like it happens. You need to rewrite your emotional consent form. Reprogram your emotional programming. Some of you have given everybody and their sister permission to press your emotional buttons. And the guy driving too slowly. And the politician who stands for everything you don't. And the piece of furniture that dares to leap out in front of you. And you've given permission to all of these things to dial up your displeasure. Time to deny permission. Time to refuse to deal the anger card. Now some of you actually have a very small list on your emotional consent form. Just a few names, people close to you, and telemarketers. (laughs) But your problem is that you have given this short list way too much permission with your emotional buttons. You've given them instant access to your go nuclear option button. You need to deny them permission. You need to refuse to deal the anger card. So rewrite your emotional consent form to say something like, I am calm, even in the face of napalm. Okay, that's a little silly. I am calm in the face of napalm. But seriously, you need to deny the permission that you've been giving your spouse to irritate you at will. You need to deny the permission that you've been giving your kid to turn you into the Incredible Hulk every time they have a tantrum. You need to deny the permission you've been giving that friend who drives you off the roof with their drama. Now, some of you are sitting there going, yeah, but you don't know my spouse or my child or my friend. No, maybe. But God does. And remember, this is going to take prayer and practice to get there. Tell someone next to you prayer and practice. I mean, if you've spent all these years training yourself or being trained to simply react in certain ways, it's going to take some time to unlearn that, to rewire it, to redo your consent form. But you are not helpless against anger. With God's help, you can change. So, point number one is deny permission to deal. Deny permission to deal. The second point is apply forgiveness to heal. Apply forgiveness to heal. Let's all say that together. Apply forgiveness to heal. In today's letter to the Ephesians, we find some fine print that should be in each of your personal forgiveness policies. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Now, there are some people who have a... No forgiveness policy. One strike and you're out. Do you know anybody like that? Is that a good policy? No. And then there are people whose policy is more like, 
I expect people to forgive me quickly and easily, but I take forever if I ever get to forgiving. Do you know anybody like that? Is that a good policy for forgiveness? Now, it's not particularly a good policy at all. Now, survey of truth. Be honest with yourselves. If there's someone here who knows you, they will know if you're not telling the truth. Here is the survey. Are you a flash-in-the-pan anger type? You know, you get angry quick and it shows. Right? If you're that, that's you, raise your hand, be honest. It's hard to admit this. No one wants to admit that. But you know if you are. Or are you a slow-burning, slow-building resentment type? See, more of us are like, oh yeah, it takes me a while. See, we're more okay with saying that. Well, here's the thing. If you're a flash-in-the-pan anger type, flash-in-the-pan anger can bruise emotionally people that you care about, giving them pain that lasts. But if you're the slow-building kind, that resentment actually bruises you over time with lasting pain. In either case, forgiveness is the best policy. Applying forgiveness regularly in your life actually means you will prevent a lot of anger and resentment. You won't even have to deal with a lot of it. And applying forgiveness can treat current anger and resentment. So you should rewrite your forgiveness policy to something like, with God's help, I graciously forgive and ask to be forgiven. I graciously forgive and ask to be forgiven. Oh yes, oh yes, forgot. Uh, make sure to add this clause. When I get stuck in the forgiveness process, I'll get help. When I get stuck in the forgiveness process, I'll get help. Let's all say that together. When I get stuck in the forgiveness process, I'll get help. Now what kind of help are we talking about? Could be a trusted friend, yes. But you might need to see a counselor. And it can take a while to find the right counselor. You might need a support group. You might need the help of a penguin, a, a, a pastor, pastor, we're kind of, kind of like penguins. <clears throat> but remember, all of this, rewriting your forgiveness policy is going to take prayer and practice. Tell someone prayer and practice. Okay, this is a heavy subject, so, so now a little moment of comic relief. A gentleman comes out of the bar. And he gets into his car. The police officer comes over and says, Sir, uh, your eyes look like they are bloodshot. Have you been drinking liquor? And the man in the car looks up at the cop and he says, Officer, your eyes appear to be glazed. Have you been eating donuts? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm sorry. sorry. That joke wasn't very good. It's like it had a big hole in the middle of it. Yes. So, in addition to the two major points of deny permission to deal and apply forgiveness to heal, here are some other bunch of points. I'm just going to throw them out. Catch the ones that apply to your situation. True or false statement, you tell me whether it's true or false. The more overloaded my schedule gets, the increased chances for anger and resentment. Yeah, that's generally true. So rearrange your schedule if necessary. 
Anger is sometimes used as a defense mechanism. Have you noticed this? In other words, someone is angry because they are protecting themselves from some hurt, something that's going on or has gone on in their life. Or sometimes people use anger to not address an issue. Often this happens with friends or couples or different situations where people just get angry because they say, oh, if I get angry, I won't have to talk about this or admit this truth. If you're using anger that way, as a defense mechanism, or to avoid dealing with a tough reality, wake up, Paul! Time for you to address whatever that is. At the same time, anger, when you experience anger, whether it's a stranger's anger, whether it's a relative's anger, it's often really not about you, is it? It's how their day was going, something that happened. And so that doesn't really give them permission to be a jerk. But it does give you permission, with God's help, to be more gracious. Say, hey, something's going on with this person. It's not about me. This is their thing. Finally, it must be said that if you are dealing with toxic anger, a person is just, you know, way over the top. Or maybe an environment. There are certain environments you get into. They're just full of anger and resentment. You need to set some boundaries. You need to put some protections in place. That person who's uh, angry, if it's just one person, you may need to, hey, you need to get some help, and you may need to get some help to deal with their anger. Or if it's an extreme situation with emotional or physical abuse, you need to find a way to get out of that situation. Okay, some of you are sitting there thinking, I really should address my anger and resentment. I really should. But... And you fill in the blank however you want to fill it in. Well, here is some motivation for you to start dealing with your anger and resentment. To start the healing process, the praying, the practicing from Dr. Frederick Buechner. Here's what he says. Of the seven deadly sins, anger is possibly the most fun. To lick your wounds, to smack your lips over grievances long past. To savor to the last toothsome morsel both the pain you are given and the pain you're giving back. In many ways, it is a feast fit for a king. The chief drawback is what you are woofing down is yourself. The skeleton at the feast is you. Remember, Jesus compares... Murder with anger. Anger can kill, literally, but often anger kills figuratively. Anger can kill a friendship. Anger can kill a relationship. Anger can kill the bond between a parent and a child. Anger can kill a career in an instant. And anger can kill yourself. It can kill your dreams. It can kill your hopes. Anger is a serious matter. But thanks be to God, with the help of Christ and Christ's people, you can deny permission to deal, you can apply forgiveness to heal. And whatever those other smaller points were that you need to work on, you can do that too. At St. John's, we say that love transforms lives. If you believe that love transforms lives, say amen. amen. That means that your anger and resentment can be transformed. 
With the help of God and God's people, with through prayer and practice, through the power of God's love, it can change. You can experience peace and calm, forgiveness and freedom. Now, will the journey of transformation, rewriting your policies and consent forms, rewiring your brain and reactions to stimuli, is that always going to be easy? No, it's going to be so frustrating. But, with God's help and help of God's people, you can find a new way of dealing with anger and resentment. Let that new way begin for you. Today. Amen.